three, two, one. Welcome back to another episode of AT Talks. Not a certain topic that we voted on or anything. It's just what's going on in the world, what we're doing, what's on our brain. Um, as you know, athletic training's on fire, and sports are canceled and shut down and postponed. So right now we have Ed, and um, Sarah should be joining us. And when she joins us, we'll introduce her. But go ahead and just tell the world uh, two or three things about yourself, Ed. Hi, so uh, I'm Ed Wazimikiewicz. I work up in uh, Vermont. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like everyone else, my sports are canceled, and I got some serious downtime, but I have plenty of stuff to do in the meantime. So what, what do you plan on doing in this downtime? House stuff? Uh, what? Like house and kids stuff, or you got other plans? Uh that was the original plan. So, um, but my son's daycare just got closed for the week at least. So, um, the thing, so like school's shut down, but I'm still able to go into work. Um, like I had mentioned earlier, I have plenty of paperwork to catch up on for the past year or two. Uh, I hope my boss doesn't watch, but I think he knows. Um, so he he even said like shortened hours, so he doesn't expect a full work day, but mm-hmm. maybe three quarters of a work day just because of how much we work throughout the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. So that was the original plan. It was going to be like work nine to three or 10 to four, get home with my wife at the same time and then do some yard work or housework. But that's kind of been put on hold because I'll be home all day with my son and he's a handful. The question is, is can you bring your son to work? Um, usually I can, that's not a problem, but with the circumstances of mm-hmm. yeah. else, they don't want any, um, external or non-employees on campus. So mm-hmm. I'm perfectly fine with that. The less we take him out of the house, the safer he is because he was a premature baby. So he's still kind of, you know, compromised. I think it's like a year mm-hmm. to uh, 14 months where they're finally like kind of caught up in terms of their immunities compared to be born at the normal time so okay well set, yeah, set so go ahead no so now my plan is my wife will go to work i'll stay home and then as soon as she gets home i'll go into the office but i'll probably have that conversation with my boss to bring all my paperwork home and mm. just from home and that's exactly it. what i was going to say yeah but like the thing too at the same time i hate bringing work home because then it, i like having the separation between my office and the house so as long as I don't get that clouded, which hopefully is not my mindset, but it, I mean, there's just so much changing constantly trying to keep up that um, I don't personally handle change all that well for the most part, which is funny because part of being an athletic trainer, you adapt. And I, I adapt at work really well, but at home, I like my routine. I like a, a strict um, schedule. So I'm going to, I'm probably going to be a little stressed and trying to figure that out. Now, let me ask you, if your sports are canceled or postponed, what is the need to go into the office from, from 10 to 4? I think that's just, I think that was just kind of a time that my boss kind of thought of. It doesn't have to be 10 to 4. We can, he's very lenient, but just that was the example he gave. But usually, I'd probably be like more 9 to 3, just like drop my son off at daycare, go into the office, putting me out to get home, pick him up, and just have what would you be doing in that six hours of time besides your documentation and your organization? Uh, I think the plan is to do a lot of inventory, deep cleaning. Gotcha. Um, I mean, there, there are so many things on our back burner that we've just been putting off for a year, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> that we can pick up on. Um, it, we've been flirting with the idea because we have two athletic training rooms because right before I started working, they added a new wing when they added football um, at the school. So we have an older athletic training room and we're kind of flirting with the idea. Do we want to make one rehab specific and then one like treatment pregame pre-prep mm-hmm. specific? So I think we're, we're really going to sit down and look and see what would be the best use of each space. Um, we do want to revamp our EAPs as well. So um, I asked, I asked my boss if he'd mind me doing it just because I want to get that experience and he's fully on board with that. So deal with that, look at some of our old policies, see if we can revamp them, um, revamp any of our um, pre-participation, just kind of like overlook, kind of look back at everything and see what we can do better. Yeah, I'm on that same boat. Uh, Monday, I'll be in the clinic 8 to noon, and then I'm going to go to the school and find out, hey, are we shutting this down or not? But if, if what I'm going to do this week is emergency action plan, page by page, policy procedure, page by page. Um, what I like, what I don't like, what's working for us, what's not working for us, the phrasing, the wording, mm-hmm. the structure, I'm going to go through it, and I'm just going to improve it the best I can. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that is one of the most easiest things you can do, but it's one mm-hmm. of the most necessary and uh, like the backbone of your organization is your policies and your emergency action plan. And yeah. I don't think enough athletic trainers take those documents um, as serious as they should. Yeah. The, the other thing my boss thought of, which was great is because we have a high um, student population that lives off campus so they rent houses, apartments, everything. Um, where Vermont, we've had three to five reported cases or confirmed cases of coronavirus, and some of them are near from near New Rochelle, which I don't know if you've been keeping up, but New Rochelle's full quarantine, like shut off in the world. So some of them are from near there, and like I don't want to go home. There's a lot more reported cases in my town than there are in the state of Vermont. So, and they're like, also, I'm paying rent. I don't want to waste my rent mm-hmm. <laughs> home to where I could possibly have an easier time contracting it. So my boss has actually asked if it's possible for any of those students, because we have some of our long-term rehabs in that situation, where do we have, do they have permission to come onto campus to do rehab, which I think after a certain date they're going, they, they may allow it depending on what happens moving forward with on the national international scale with with the uh the virus but that would also be really nice because it's like finally like i can work with my athlete for up as long as i want and not have anyone else walk in and demand something at that moment and kind of interrupt everything so that'd be really neat but um I, i think there's a lot of athletic trainers in that predicament where they have those rehabs and those like strengthening programs, like more maintenance, mm-hmm. they're wondering like, how do I continue to do those with my athletes now that my athletes are gone, but they know that yeah. their athletes need that care. Well, that's like one of those things where, and I know there's already a lot of physical therapists, AT strength and conditioning coaches that they put the videos on Instagram where it's like, Hey, these are certain exercises. Do I start utilizing those and reaching out? Because I, I 
I connect with my athletes on Instagram. Um, and plus I started the new um, sports medicine Instagram. And oh, you did make that. I did make them. I'm, nice. I haven't been as, I, I was not as gung ho with it as I thought I would be, but um, using those and like maybe not making my own videos, but sending a message to one of my athletes with a link to like, Hey, look at this person's exercise. This is exactly what I'd like you to do. They already took the to explain everything a lot better than I might. So, but it might be one of those things where we may use that as a tool, like, Hey, those athletes who are dealing with issues, a, B and C, here's a couple things you could do at home. You don't have a foam roller at home. Go out to the garage. Do you have a baseball bat in the garage? It might hurt a little more, but it's something like try and make it as like simple as possible. That could be as realistic as possible as well. Yeah. And that, that's what I was going to, I was going to mention if you had any way of contacting your athletes, like yeah. I'm in the secondary setting, so I don't have athlete phone numbers. Yeah. But what I do have is I have the Facebook sports medicine page and I put on there, if you need any type of, you know, rehab maintenance programming without equipment, send me a message and I'll give you. <laughs> so I think it's great that you have that Instagram up and that you can. Yeah. And I mean, at the college, at the college level, they all have our numbers too. Okay, they do. Yeah, and that might be one of those things. What you have their numbers too, or they just have yours? No, usually, usually when they get my number, I tell them the first thing you do: just shoot me a text with your name, and so then I save it, so then I know who's who. And I'm pretty good at keeping up, but there are sometimes, like, especially the beginning of football season, it's like all the new athletes can get my number, and it's like I'm getting fifty texts all at once. It's like, uh, I'm overwhelmed, but, but yeah, no. So I think that might be a thing that I want to talk to my coworkers with about like, Hey, would you want to do this? Or like even a weekly, like, Hey, you might not have anything wrong, but don't forget you need to keep up with taking care of yourself because now they're not going to be held to those two or three time a week, uh, lifting sessions with their strength and conditioning coach. There's, I mean, I think a lot of times athletes walk in because the door's open and there's nothing better for them to do, which I mean, you can always phone them and stretch and talk with me. <laughs> so that's when I'm there. So, I, and I hadn't even introduced that to them, but that's what I've been kind of running through my mind all week. Yeah. Who, who knows what, you know, when your athletes go home, they partake in different behaviors. So, you know, now, now yeah. their eating habits are changed. They're, mm-hmm. what they're doing, like their outside activities and with their friends change. Yeah. And and the thing too is I I, I kind of want to hold off because this this week coming up is the whole transition to online classes. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of them might become overwhelmed trying to figure that out because you don't know what because we have some kids that are out in the boonies, <laughs> so they don't have internet at their house. So um, or if they do, it's kind of poor. But, um, so I think I was off on reaching out to athletes, um, when they, uh, until they get settled, which I would hope would be a week. All right. We got a, we got a third person or a second person that joined us. Sarah, Sarah's been hey. so many times. You want to quickly introduce yourself? Um, hi, I'm Sarah Rowe. I am an athletic trainer at a high school in the Indianapolis area. All right. Um, so so far, I I didn't hear any of that. You you didn't you didn't hear her? Uh, hey, maybe no, didn't. maybe mute yourself and unmute yourself real quick. 
All right, go ahead, Sarah. That better? I can hear you. Can you hear Ed? No, we're just going with it. <laughs> joking. <laughs> we're joking because we're late, but it's all good. Hey, so we uh, what we've talked about is um, what's, you know, like sports have been like canceled, postponed, shut down. And like, what are we doing in our free time? And things uh, we can do outside of athletic training, things we can do in athletic training. Um, how are we still taking care of our athletes now that we can't see them? Um, do any of those ring any, like turn on any light bulbs that you want to talk about? Um, I mean, one thing is I open up to my athletes, you know, my school email, I'm still checking it. My Twitter, I have a school Twitter account that I still check. Um, so I told them if they need anything to reach out, some of them I made plans to like type up a rehab for them on um, uh, like HEP to go so that I can keep in touch and send them rehabs when as much as I can. Um, it's definitely a weird time. I'm pretty lucky our hosp the hospital system I work for has come up with a plan to make sure that we don't have to burn t PTO or not get paid. I mean, obviously it's not ideal. Um, I'm going to be doing a lot of continuing education in the next few weeks. I got a question for you, Sarah. Are you salary? Yeah. So do you get any reward in this fall time when you're working 50, 60 hours a week? No. Okay. Then I would, I would hope you wouldn't get any, uh, what was the reverse of a reward detrimental effect? Um, yeah, I know. Not working 40. A punishment? Yeah, I hope you wouldn't be punished for not working 40. Yeah, no, but. Because athletic training, you know, there's peaks and there's valleys. And... Right, yeah. and that's kind of the idea behind the salary is obviously there's going to be peaks and valleys. So, yeah, in football I'm working insane hours, but in the summer I don't work as many hours, so it kind of balances out. And we have a certain amount of time we have to work each day for it to be considered. The big thing is um, – I make a decent, it's a hospital system, so you get a weekend premium, and I'll be missing out on that. Um, so that's kind of a bummer, but I'm still employed. I still have a steady paycheck coming in. There's not going to be any real big de detriment. Yeah, I've seen a lot of athletic trainers online saying that they'll have to use a good amount of their PTO, and I just, yeah. I didn't get it because if work said, hey, um, you're going to be working 12 hours a week now, and you're going to have to put in, 20, 30 hours PTO, then I would come back and say, fine, but next fall when I hit 40, I'm done. Right. I can do all those extras. So I just didn't think that was fair. So I was wondering what your situation was. Yeah. The thing the thing that surprised me is, and I'm this could just be naive, how many athletic trainers aren't salary? <laughs> I, I said that in the last video. Yeah, like like I just thought that was one of those things because everyone knows athletic trainers work in say an hour, so like never hourly because that's going to be a lot more than paying them salary and I'm grateful I'm salary in, in situations like this and I am lucky that I have a boss that I do that understands because like we will put in for time off he's like Ed you worked 80 hours the last pay period and you get paid for or like you worked 80 hours last week and like don't worry about putting this one in mm -hmm. Where I'm like sometimes because I, I I'm one of those I'm a, I'm kind of a stickler for the rules where it's like oh I want to put in for a personal day it's just like mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. yeah like that, so well, I was also very lucky our manager very much went to bat and 
was very proactive about reaching out to HR um, when schools start even started talking about closing before any of the closures officially came through around here. Um, they were already like, okay, we're going to make plans, keep us posted. Um, so pretty much all of our schools shut down within or announced shutdowns within a couple of hours of each other. Um, maybe even in the same hour, it was pretty insane. Um, but at that point, she was already pretty much had a, or both of our, all three of our managers already pretty much had a plan for us. Yeah. Was, was that on Friday? Oh man, Sophia. Who's Sophia? Hello. Hey, Sarah. Did um, so that happen on Friday? Um. So the announcements mostly came on Thursday afternoon and evening, um, and. The actual closures start Monday. Um, mm -hmm. Thursday was our last day of activities, but most of us still had school on Friday. So we still went into the school, got everything we needed, kind of cleaned and shut down our athletic training rooms because most of us are not even allowed on campus uh, for the next three weeks. Okay. First off, hello, Sophia. Welcome. Uh, second, yeah. So I'm just like three hours north of you. Mm -hmm. And uh, everybody was at school Friday. And I went to the gym, the school gym at like 12, and they said, uh, this school's closed. And then like 1230, they're like, this school district's closed. And then by 2 o'clock, we were closed starting on Monday. So it, it happened within like a two-hour span. Yeah, but same with us. They haven't canceled our sports yet, but they've canceled like all the other schools. Oh, now we got Jacob. What is going on? We are blowing up. Hi, Jacob. Oh. Jacob said no. Hi, Jacob. For me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so with us, Indianapolis is Marion County. Um, and Marion County announced that all of their uh, all of their schools were shutting down. And then I'm actually in the county just south of Indianapolis in Johnson County. And if within it's probably about two hours later, they announced that the Johnson County schools would be shutting down as well. So what, what do you plan on doing with your free time? I'm going to be doing a lot of continuing yeah. education. I have um, a couple of projects that I'm working on for the school, different proposals, uh, reviewing the EAP. Um, we have something called Serve 360s that we can do through the hospital, and those will count uh -huh. towards work hours. Um, so I'm doing a couple of those. Yo. Do have the option to work in the PT clinic. That's not my favorite thing to to do because we won't necessarily be working just shadowing and we have to be there for four hours um, but that is an option our final option is the hospital system actually put together a displaced employee um, pool that we can apply for and be in but there's very much an unknown factor there we don't know where we don't know what we don't know when um, and if we if they call us and we don't like what they offer us then we have to take PTO that day uh, okay bro Hey, you guys need to mute yourself. What? All right, are, 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 I'm assuming you guys are athletic trainers or students of some sort. Jacob, Ethan, Jacob, Sophia, and Josh. I've never had this happen before. This is crazy. I like. I'm excited. And what's up? You guys are athletic trainers. Yes. Okay, are you guys students? Yes. Yeah. Can I, can I ask what school you're from? <laughs> American High School. 
<laughs> what? It's not really known. Oh man, I think we're gonna have to boot these guys. Yeah. Why can't we stay? Oh, they're all going. That was crazy. All right, so what, what were we talking about? Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> hey, it's different. That's whatever. I don't care. That was weird. So, <laughs> well, going back to the CEUs, I think that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of at a lot because I just registered for NATA <laughs> in Atlanta, so I'm hoping that still goes through. Yeah. I, I part of me is like, do I do some CEUs now just to get those? Because I don't want NATA to be like, oh, we're not going to do it now, and then oh, by the way, the 24. CEUs we're gonna get sorry you gotta figure that out and then I'm gonna be scrambling to do that I don't think it'll be an issue because that's all the way out at the end of June that's what I'm kind of holding on to and part of me I still think I'll probably do some CEUs but I won't be as frantic as I would be if I knew it wasn't gonna happen so is the early bird NATA sign-up session already out yeah all right I need to jump on that then because I, I plan on going yeah. Yeah, I'm not planning on going to Atlanta. I was planning on getting most of my CEUs this year from Glada, and I didn't end up being able to go to Glada because of all this. Um, yeah. yeah. They, our hospital suspended travel before, because uh, they before, and we, my friend and I, decided it wasn't worth going up there anymore. So. Yeah. yeah see, I'm really, I'm really lucky where I work. We through our our union. Um, there's so much money for everyone for pro development. So we get some money from that. And then what that, what that won't cover our athletics department will usually cover the rest because, and there's always a huge argument should pro development cover it because we need to keep our, we have to do it in order to keep our certification, our licensure. So like, Oh, athletics should do it, but our athletics department can't afford it all on their own. So we kind of use both. Yeah. So we always trip and like, we always try and go to NATA just because you get more, more bang for your buck with that. Um, when I first started going, I was one of those, like go to a couple of things and then just hang out. But the, the older I get, it's like what really interests me. But the thing that's really frustrating, like the three things I want to do the most are at the same time. And I hate having to pick and choose. But mm -hmm. So. Yeah, we get, a, we actually have a very generous CEU allowance. Um, mm -hmm. So we get to use that. And I was supposed to present at GLADA. So I was getting, mm. that was actually coming from a different fund. And it, it was just such, such a mess. And it was really disappointing. Are you able to discuss um, what that figure is or no? Uh, I don't see why not. We get $1,000. That's what, we, um, they give us roughly 1000 And that, I want to say, does not include our NATA membership. I think they pay for the NATA membership and then you get a thousand a year. Gotcha. So, yeah. So my job actually pays for our, our NATA membership as well. We have to pay for our licensure. That's the only thing we have to pay for. And then like CPR, um, I get recertified through my boss. Mm -hmm. So he just charges the school for that as well. So there's a lot of stuff covered by my school that I don't always see. So I'm very appreciative. So Ed, I missed an introduction. Do you work, for a school 
Yeah, I work at a small Division three college in uh, Vermont. So, and we work through the athletics department. We're not the medical model. Gotcha. You haven't been in a video with Ed before? I, th I thought you no. were. Mm -mm. Oh, man. Ed's great. It's great to talk to you. I enjoyed I've been Eli the last couple of times. So, I got a question. What other ways can, like, how are we supposed to make our impact now that the schools are closed and sports are closed? So, for me, I know we talked about this right before Sarah popped on, but, like, I have phone numbers for my students and my student athletes and they have my numbers too. So like they can reach out to me if they don't reach out. I might, cause especially with my lacrosse seniors, they took it pretty hard because we were four games into the season. And all of a sudden the rug was ripped right out from underneath them. So it might be one of those I may reach out, like I said, in like a week or two. I think it's one of those, the further, not the further out you are, but I think it's so raw right now still that like you're going to, not get a very positive response not that i expect to get a positive response but just say hey i know it's been a couple of weeks i'm still thinking of you it sucks but i'm still here if you want to talk and i think um when i've dealt with difficult situations that everyone's really keen on right away and so like, i just want to be left alone and then like you let the dust settle and then that person that later it's like well you're here for to, to talk to you right now so I think that's how I will impact that situation in terms of like the rehabs, like I said, reaching out and like, Hey, I saw this. And I think, I think a lot of times with the athletes, as long as they, they know that you're thinking about them when you haven't seen them for a while, it's like, Hey, I haven't thought of Ed, but he's still thinking of me. Like I'm special. And like, I still think like that relationship is very impacted. So what do you think, Sarah? Um, so it's a little different because I'm not out of high school, but um, my kids are doing e-learning for this week at least, so I can kind of reach out to them. They'll have to be checking their emails. Um, I do have some of their phone numbers, uh, especially some of the ones, some of my seniors that I'm closer with, my softball girls. Um, so I'll reach out to them and just kind of check on them. And like I said, I, am, I do have plans with a couple of kids to kind of touch base with them via email um, or via Twitter to put Twitter messaging to um, – work on rehabs, send them rehabs, stuff they can do at home, um, and using, using the website to build those. Now, my question for you two, because you work at the high school, I, I chose not to work at a high school because I didn't want to deal with parents, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. But, like, I know, Tom, with you, I know there was an athletic trainer before, but you're really working on building that community. So your relationship with parents do – it's almost non-existing. And I'm going to tell you really? about that. Um, because of the area that we're in, there's next to zero parent involvement mm -hmm. in their children's lives. Uh, uh, to say some of the uh, parents aren't great because we definitely have great parents, but there's a lot of kids where all they really have is themselves. And mm -hmm. if you call mom or dad or aunt or uncle, you can call them 10, 15 times, and it's going to go to voice message, and that voice message okay. is going to be full. Because uh, because part of me is thinking like with the parents and I'm probably and I, I think that's unfortunate for those children it's kind of sad but the, for the for the ats that are working at high school where parents are hands on do either the clinic if you're based out of a clinic that you work at or the athletic director at the school where you're working would they frown down upon you developing kind of that personal um, 
mode of communication with the parents. So like in these situations, you might not be able to call Johnny, but you can call Johnny's mom and say, Hey, this is what we've been doing. This is what he could be doing. I, I don't, cause I don't know that dynamic. Um, trying to keep up or like, Hey, because I know you is Johnny doing these activities. Cause I would, I think these would be very beneficial. Um, so I actually am at a school where the parent, most of the parents are very hands-on with their kids and they're pretty great. Um, mm-hmm. I'm actually, our high school or our hospital system very much encourages us to have contact with the parents, um, mm-hmm. to communicate th- through, uh, what is going on with their child, um, what their rehab is and everything. Um, and I, I'm actually friends with some of some of our kids' parents, so mm-hmm. I have no problem reaching out to parents. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of them have my cell phone number. Um, my I'm on the school website with my email, so it's really easy yeah. to get hold of me. Um, and so, like I said, I have no problem reaching out to the parents, being like, "Hey, I haven't heard from so and so. I know we're off school right now, but I just wanted to see how their ankle is doing, yeah. how they're feeling. Do you need anything? Do you want me to get you in touch with a physical therapist? What What do we need to do to get this kiddo better?" Uh, yeah, because I was just curious because I know there's some there's some institutions where they might be like, mm-hmm. "Don't unless you really absolutely have to." So like. Mm-hmm. This- this type of thing where you're doing a maintenance type activity with the student or this, um, where it's like, Hey, it's not really urgent that I talk to you, but I really want to make sure you're doing these things. And like that, they might see that as like an extraneous, um, conversation that doesn't need to happen. So I'm just kind of curious how you might, if that was the case, how you might navigate around that. Yeah. I think that really just depends on the, the school, the admin, the athletic director or what their policies are and really the, um, social uh, like the culture that you're in Um, I mostly deal with the athletes and unless there's a select few where their parents will actually come to games and stuff but I normally just deal straight up with the athlete yeah Um, nine out of ten times probably but you know it's not ideal ideal but it is what it is yeah Anything else on your guys' minds? Anything you want to talk about? Thoughts, comments? I know at least with me, I'm kind of struggling from a mental standpoint a little bit, especially the first day. Just I look forward to spring sports every year. I love my job. I love my community. Um, And not having that has – I'm also a person who has to be busy. If I'm not busy, I'm crazy. Um, And so – um, I know, but I very much struggled the last couple of days with coming to grasp with this myself um, and the fact that, like, I'm not going to work for three weeks, at least not to my school. Um, so kind of just making a plan to take care of your own me- mental health is really important, I think. Um, for me, I do have some PTO planned, um, and, but I also kind of made some rules for myself that I'm going to do something active every day. I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to do one of my um, streaming workouts. I'm going to take the dog for a walk. I'm going to do something active every day. I'm also going to stay off of social media during certain times. And um, I already kind of have a, I don't turn the TV on until seven o'clock on weekdays rule. So I'm going to make sure that I keep following that just so that I'm not inundating myself with things. And so that I'm being productive with my time, you know, catching up on reading, doing active things and just making sure that I'm not 
wallowing in the fact that I'm not at softball practice and I should be at softball practice right now. Yeah, and uh, I mentioned in the last two videos that I think that the, po the real positive that's going to come out of this for athletic trainers is that I believe there are too many athletic trainers that are too absorbed at work and do not have any idea of who they are outside of work. So this three-week period is going to force you to learn about yourself and it's going to force you to grow. And I think at the end, when we look back at it, that's going to be a positive out of this um, epidemic that's happening. And I think it's at least three weeks if, if to go back. That's the thing that's really, really kind of freaky. Because going back to the mental health, we had – so the timeline for us was we had an away game on a Tuesday. We had a four-hour bus trip. And on that four-hour bus trip, a couple of the schools were starting to close. A lot of, like, um, the more prestigious schools um, – and then we're like, what's going to happen with us? And we're like, eh, all those schools are going on spring break. We don't go on spring break for three weeks. We probably won't. And so we play our game. We get back on the bus. And I just see the list go from like maybe 30 schools to 100 schools. And I was like, it's only been four hours. And so the next day we get – the next day is when we found out that we, the NCA kind of canceled everything. Um, we didn't close. We didn't say we were going to officially close until the day. So Thursday. So we had Wednesday. We had Wednesday practice, but right before practice was when the NCA announced that they were canceling pretty much everything. So that's when my four seniors for lacrosse found out, and they took it pretty bad. Which I didn't get to. I didn't see the worst of it. Our coach, our coach dealt with it, and I've never seen my coach so uh, emotionally distraught after something before so that was very interesting but I'm standing at practice and they were just playing fun games a lot of like scrimmaging everything and it was just a fun they had music going because I think they're just kind of celebrating the fact that hey this is our last time and, it, and I just said there and I told my athletic training team I was like I don't know how I feel <laughs> like I couldn't come to grips and I mean I just have thoughts I don't like have feelings still really like I'm just disappointed um, kind of excited at the fact that my days may slow down, but at the same time, I want to see my student athletes. And so I think, granted, my son's daycare is now closed, so I won't be going in at the normal hours, but I still think if I was to walk, it would hit me tomorrow when I walked in for the first time and no students allowed on campus at all was when it was going to probably hit me the hardest because I don't know how many seniors I'm not going to see into before they graduate because I don't know if we will be coming back before graduating. So I, I, I'll be curious to see how the next few days pan out for me um, and how to deal with it. I'll figure that out. <laughs> I mean, I have my wife. She's, she's good. Look, you almost made Sarah cry with that. Yeah. It's about the and I, Yeah. And like the thing, the thing that's nice is I have my son and when I'm with my son, even if he's being very frustrating, I forget about a lot of other stuff when I'm with him. So he's a very good distraction, but I think when I go in and I'm even, I'm getting freaking teary right now too. So my eyes who don't think I have emotions, they can watch this right now. So um, it's, it's going to be tough. I, I do. And I, I, the thing that was tough too, and I even put it out on social media where the day it was Thursday when everyone was starting to really close or I just put, cause everyone, that's all they wanted to talk about. I was just like, 
we have no answer. So I put on our, our sports medicine Twitter, hey, I know it's hard not to discuss with everything going on, but when you come in the AT room, let's, let's not talk about it. Let's focus on rehab. Let's focus on getting better. That's all we can control. Mm-hmm. So I put that out there, and then I'll, obviously the school started closing down. Um, I've already lost my train of thought because I'm trying to hide back. Okay. I lost my train of thought when those five people, random people came in and said they went to the school of America. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, there, you got anything to add about anything? I don't think so. I think just reach out for help if you need it, whether that's coming up with ideas, what to do with yourself um, or need someone to talk to about how you're feeling. Like just don't be afraid to reach out. We're all in the same boat, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right. Last chance. If not, we're closing up. Closing up. All right. Well, Ed, Sarah, thanks for joining. Um, yeah. I hope to have you back for more topics and about, you know, maybe some more positive things in the future. But um, always. Well, you know, it's going on right now. And, and, you know, there's a lot of athletic trainers struggling. And there's a lot of people with concerns and, and are worried. So, we might as well talk about it and before we close we can't forget it's national athletic trainers month yes it's i I know tom and i were talking about this before you joined um it's definitely been way on the back burner so trying to figure out Mm -hmm. celebrate athletic national athletic trainers month but just to make sure people don't forget that it's national athletic trainers month and even though your athletes you might not be seeing your athletes And they might not be thinking about you, but you could put something up and they'll see it and they'll, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I can't forget Sarah. I can't forget Tom. I can't forget Ed. So, and just doing our part to be better. Yep. And I, I, I did, I did my healthcare through action uh, media post today, and I think it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, or my like friend Alec, baby, who said, hey, guess what? For the rest of National Athletic Training Month, Sarah, Travis, you guys have the rest of the month off. Oh, gee, thanks, Ken. Appreciate that. Yeah. I like I like AT memes. I don't know who runs it. Whoever runs it, they're a genius. Yes. It's time to do some more memes. <laughs> I love it. It's my favorite. I'm going AT on memes is great. I want to go on record. It's not me. Even though I post a lot of memes, definitely not me. For <laughs> sure. Wait, what time did you post your stuff? Um, right before we talked. But it, it was... It's the it's the video of like me and eighty athletes. Okay. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Did, oh, there it is. That's yeah, a. I liked it. Don't worry. This, this is what I did, Sarah. I put um, I, dude, I got like four hundred photos on my phone. I just so retweeted it. Too. I selected like eighty of them, and it's a it's a photo collage. It was like one and a half seconds for each one, and then on top of it, I put Toy Story. Uh, you have a friend. You've got a. Music friend. plays. The music plays on Twitter. Oh, the mu- okay, so on Facebook they banned <laughs> it because I don't have copyright to that song which is ridiculous because if you hear a TikTok, it's full of music that you don't have copyright for, but Twitter right. allowed it. So it's just two minutes of me and my athletes. And it's like, you've got a friend in me. I've got troubles. We've got problems, you know, like, but you've got a friend in me. So I put that on my, on the Twitter and my social, my Facebook sports medicine page to show everybody that I do care about them in these hard times. But Thanks for coming on and have a great rest of your, have a good, just have a good week. Do whatever you want this week and have fun. Let's have a very fun topic for this week. Cause I'm definitely going to be back. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got, you got any thought? What's fun? Jeez. Oh, I don't know. It's a fun topic. Though. I can't think of fun right now. 
best stupid students, like the best dumb student lines that you got. Oh, yeah. See, I don't, I don't, I don't, I love like, all right. So, okay, here, here's one. Let's end with a laugh. I'm sitting in my office, which is about eight feet. I don't know how this video is still going because we've been talking forever and there's only a 40 minute allowance, but. It, Probably because Sarah joined so late and restarted it. I, maybe, I don't know. That'd be awesome. My office is like eight feet by 15 feet. And uh, this happened last year. A kid walks in and he goes, this weekend I'm slinging meat. And I was like, <laughs> what? I hope he was working at a meat factory. No. Take a, <laughs> take a moment and figure that out. But, like, you can't talk like that in the office. But um, deep down, that was hilarious. <laughs> and I'll remember that forever. <laughs> That's a good one. That is a good one. Inappropriate stuff said all the time. Yeah. yeah. Man, they, you know, when, when you're like part dad and part coach. Yeah, you don't want, you don't want the kids saying. They, they just say whatever's on their mind to you. There's no filter for my kids. That's awesome. All right. Well, you guys have a great week. You too. You too. Bye. Bye. Bye.